Haha, <laughs> we interrupt this Morgan Wallen concert to let you know that there might be a surprise visitor on campus. Also, this week, what you talking about, Willis? We will talk about message boards. Anyway, stick around. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Also, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Give us a subscribe. We would appreciate it. Anyway, we had a surprise visitor on campus. Well, it's okay. Not much of a surprise visitor, but a surprise visitor visitor in a way you know it started to percolate and the rumors started going around the message boards and everywhere else that Jamarian Sharp was on campus and eventually they confirmed that that was the case the seven foot four that you heard that correctly seven foot four um center was on campus you know taken in they were golf carting him around I saw photographic evidence of them taking somebody around, and Jamin Brakefield was with them. So we think it was Jamarian Sharp. They think it is as well. He has been listed anywhere from seven foot five to seven foot two, from two hundred and fifteen to two hundred and thirty-five pounds. He's from Hopkinsville, Kentucky, um, which is right up the road. He is from went to college at Western Kentucky as well. Apparently, he was a problem for Ole Miss in the 2021 game. He averaged seven points and seven and a half rebounds a game, over four blocks, a 62% field goal shooter. His free throw percentage is up to 50% from 39, just to be wary about that as well. So it should be quite interesting, and he's, he's a guy that would fill a certain need definitely for this team. Now, the one thing you need to realize is there's an interesting core developing on, on this team. You got Matthew Morrell, you've got Jamin Brakefield already, you've got TJ Caldwell, you have Brandon Murray, the transfer from Georgetown that is already committed to play for Chris Beard. Now they're going to recruit Jamarian Sharp. We do not know what happened with Hughley that went to Oklahoma. We we do not know the story. Everything will be speculation about that as well. But with Sharp potentially coming in, that could solve a front court need, and there's a lot of backcourt players that are starting to get mentioned with this team. Now, it should be pretty interesting. I think Tyler Perry was on campus this weekend. Austin Nunez was on campus last week as well. Both backcourt-type players. It'll be interesting to see what Chris Beard can do with those guys as well. You're also seeing them going through offering five stars in the 2024 class to try and get in the game with them. That is Chris Beard's MO. That's what he does. It's going to take a little time to build here, and he's going to try and win in the process, but it probably will take take a beat or two. It'll take a minute or two. But this team should be competing for the NCAA tournament, I think, as early as next season. That doesn't mean they'll make it. I just think they'll compete for it. And we'll see exactly how that goes to him. Jamarian Sharp on campus. Um, Tyler Perry 
on campus, although he got crystal balls while he was here for Kansas State. I don't know exactly what that means. And um, we'll see what Austin Nunez brings forward in the coming days. Now, remember in these transfer portal situations, this portal window, it's only for players to enter the portal. It's not a deadline for players to sign. That is very important that people understand that difference when they expect something quick to happen because like in football, there's a two-week window. They're like, well, why isn't anything coming up? Well, that's because it's only a two-week window for new players to get into the portal. It's not a time limit for them to commit. They commit as long as they can get in school ahead of time, they can commit. And right before the summer, you have full summer. You have um, first summer. You have second summer. You have August intercession. There's plenty of opportunities for players to um, enroll at Ole Miss. So don't worry about a time frame. I imagine all through the season, up until potentially fall camp starting, the football transfer portal could become a thing. Now, basketball is a little bit different animal, and we'll see exactly how it goes. Their, their, their portal window goes through like May 15th or something like that, so well into the offseason as well. Should be quite interesting, though, um, with Jamarian Sharp, Austin Nunez, Tyler Perry, those guys. Like I said, I'm not saying where they're going to go, but then bring them on campus is almost a statement of intent. There's also a four-star player that was an Auburn commit that is asked to either – he's either decommitted or asked to be released from an LOI. I'm not sure exactly which one it is that I was told to pay attention to in DMs. So we'll, we'll pay attention to them and see exactly what happens. Now, I'm trying to verse myself up on basketball recruiting. If you want to help out, my DMs are open. Let me know what's going on and something I should pay attention to. If you do that, I would appreciate it greatly, honestly. And when we come back in the next segment, we'll start talking about football transfer portal and a certain player um, that has popped into the portal. He does not have an Ole Miss visit yet, but... He seems to be blowing up as we speak, so we'll see what exactly happens there. So stick around for that, and, you know, should be a lot of fun as well. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, today's show is brought to you by FanDuelSportsBook.com. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook. That's right. That's because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. Yeah, I realize that in Mississippi you have to go to a brick and mortar casino to gamble on sports. I get that. I understand what's going on. But if you go to Louisiana, if you go to Tennessee, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Shreveport, Delta, Louisiana. If you go to Tennessee, Memphis, Jackson, Tennessee, Nashville, Gatlinburg, over in the Smokies, you can sign up and use the FanDuel Sports app. It is easy to use and is very secure. So don't miss your chance to get in on the no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. it's Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel and official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. All right. Now, 
I do want us to let you know about the NFL Mock Draft Special. It's here, and it's bigger than ever. So follow along all 32 teams' first pick in a six-episode Ultimate Mock Draft experience. Only Locked On can deliver. All episodes are available now on Locked On NFL Draft on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, it's really cool. Jonathan Mingo is actually exploding up draft boards right now. I don't know exactly what that means, but we'll see exactly how he goes in the coming days and weeks. As the NFL Draft, which I think is this week, like Thursday night, good grief, time is absolutely flying. Absolutely nuts. Anyway, should be interesting to see as well. Now, Eddie Kelly from South Florida has entered the transfer portal and Ole Miss has offered him. Now, that's not necessarily newsworthy in itself because Ole Miss probably offers a decent number of players. But when you look at Eddie Kelly, Eddie Kelly is a 6'4", 276-pound sophomore. He's got three years of eligibility back. He's from Orlando, Florida. And you can see exactly what's going on. Um, but if you look at his size, I'm thinking a Jared Ivey type defensive end. But looking at his high school film, you are immediately blown away by his athleticism that he displayed in high school. He played off the line. He just a real super athlete. And it looked like he ended up at USF. Because at that point, he was kind of an undersized defensive end. He was probably 215, 220 pounds, and he was just athletically dominating the field. Well, he gets to South Florida and gets into a college weight room, and he blows up, literally. He's up to 276 pounds, six foot four, probably just as athletic, and as looking like he could be a little bit of a force um, on the defensive line for USF moving forward or wherever he ends up, he ends up going into the transfer portal. The reason I'm talking about him is as soon as he his offer was put out, I retweeted it like I've known to do. I just retweet offers like that. And he immediately followed me, which I responded with a DM trying to figure out where he had visited and if he had a visit set up with Ole Miss, which he said at this point he does not have a visit to Ole Miss set up. His only visit set up is to Georgia Tech. But it started a dialogue what's going on, and he said he was going to let me know if Ole Miss gotten involved, which tells me that the Charlie Weiss Jr. connection with USF, because that's, that's a thing, he probably know what's, knows what's going on. Eddie Kelly looked like he was very eager for an Ole Miss offer, and he got that. That's very excited to do. Now, he wants a visit. He wants to set that up, potentially, and to see exactly what that looks like. Now, I say that to say this, honestly. He is blowing up at the moment. After the Ole Miss offer, probably 15 schools came by and originally just, just offered him one after another. So it's going to become more of a competition than you think it will be. And this type of year, these type of body types is going to happen. But he's a really good player and somebody to absolutely keep an eye on because he has a chance to be special and he has development room, especially for somebody like Pete Golding on this Ole Miss defense. It gives you size for a strong side defensive end. It gives you athleticism for a strong side to play at an exceptional level. It helps. Anything that can 
if you have three techniques and nose guards that can soak up double teams, that means your outside guys are going to have one-on-ones. You need people that can win. If they can win those one-on-ones, you have a chance to have a very effective defensive line. He is a kid that I think that is athletic enough and is big enough to play the strong side defensive end to win those one-on-ones. That is my point. I think everybody should pay attention to Eddie Kelly. Like I said, he does not have an Ole Miss visit yet, but he's somebody I think we should keep an eye on, if that makes any sense whatsoever. If it does not, it does not, but it is what it is. Anyway, when we come back, we are going to have What You Talking About Willis. And this week on What You Talking About Willis, it's message boards and specifically toxicity of message boards. So we'll see what's going on with that. So stick around. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and of course, upvote the video as well as um, comment down below. We'd appreciate it very much. So the for the last 25 years, roughly, maybe even a little longer than that, one of the ways that fans have been able to gather and meet are the message board. Fantastic avenue for fans to where you can meet all kinds of different people. You can get news updates right there. It is a really good thing. Or, well, it's supposed to be. When I was at Rivals.com, and this was probably 15 years ago at this point, give or take, they've let us know because I worked in the video department and we were all having like a general rivals type training. And this was a recruiting service and you would think recruiting would be the number one avenue based on that site, but it wasn't. Video was not as well, even though we did video. It was the message board. It was something that they made a conscience effort to protect at all costs. That message board was a way to trap people and get them to come back. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that as a way that that, that is the reason that viewers stay on the site and stay on the page. It's, a, it's, it's sticky, I think, is the way they put it. The message boards are sticky because they all want to see what everybody has to say. So I say that to say this. In 25 years, opposing fan bases have figured out how to use the free trial system and some of which actually pay for the right to do this, an avenue to sow discontent on those message boards and try and affect the mood of the other side. And one team is not greater than the other. They all do it. But the problem with it is, is kind of the reason it was so great in 1998, in 2005, is not the reason it's there now. It's not the same place. Message boards are tur- have turned into one of the most toxic places on the internet. Whenever you hear about something bad going wrong, you often hear about message boards where they've been able to sow discontent. So message board for college teams have come become places where fans of rival teams with an additional $10 lying around could join and sow that discontent. You've all seen it if you're on a message board. 
Ole Miss gets a commit, they immediately comes in and somebody tells you why that's not that big of a deal or why isn't this happening instead. And all of this goes on, but it never addresses why you should be happy about this commit. It has forged a way that negativity can permeate within a fan base and a small group of people. And this group of people are some of the most ecstatic fans on the net of your team and the, you know, of the other team. It is where fanaticism resides. It has caused fans to be extreme sunshine people, the ones that no matter what happens, you're not allowed to say a single thing negative because they're so used to what's happening on the other side. So what you have is an extremely toxic place where conversation is not encouraged anymore. And because of that, you just have to deal with what is being said. You might go there for updates from the mods, but any any chance of really having a conversation, that's dying. And, And because of that, message boards are dying because... Honestly, if something isn't fun, if you don't get enjoyment out of it, you are eventually going to quit coming. You're going to quit going because that's just the way things work. I mean, it's, it just happens. And because of that, subscription sites are going down, slowly but surely. Right now, they're the only place to get there. But eventually, you know, 25 years ago, the main places that people were going were news, newspapers. Those died and people tried to figure out where to go. So as, in my opinion, subscription sites kind of slows down and kind of the model of coverage for college football teams slow down, you have a situation where free models. If you look at Ole Miss, just for instance, the Grove Report is a perfect example of a free model. They aggregate from all over the place. Anything that is news that comes out, they do an article on it and put it on there. So you can follow that and be completely up to date, honestly, without opinion, on everything that happens within Ole Miss football. Same thing happens with the Rebel Walk. Follow the Rebel Walk. It's a free source. They do the same type thing. And, of course, the Locked On Network is a free source as well. Those three avenues allows you to stay current, allows you to stay up to date. And you don't have to worry about that message board type feeling where people have figured out analytically over a quarter of a century how to manipulate them to elicit the reaction they want to elicit. It's going to the point where people on message boards, they can virtue signal. They want to seem like a super fan and a big fan. They might be Johnny Positive guy, even though they don't believe a word of it. If they want to seem like they're super concerned about what's going on, maybe they're negative about most everything. And then, of course, you have the trolls on all sides that come in and just make that unbearable. It's become a place where opinion is not respected unless it is the opinion held by the loudest amount of the masses. It just is. Kind of is what it is. But anyway, yes, a toxic message board environment. And honestly, I mean, there's not much you can do about them at this point. Like I said, not talking about any message boards. This is all message boards. We, you can just talk about whatever you want to talk about. Those message boards are pretty much exactly alike. So take it for however you want to take it. 
So we're going to get out of here in just a second, but to recap today, we had Jamarian Sharp as a, quote, surprise visitor for Ole Miss basketball. We had Eddie Kelly get an offer from Ole Miss, and it was just really cool that he immediately followed me on Twitter. I want to talk about him as well. He's a super athletic, super big player that could be a nice fit on this defense. We'll see exactly where that goes. And we talked about message boards in what you talking about, Willis. So should be pretty interesting now that the concert is over and we can get back to our regular scheduled program. Maybe people and things will start to take off as well. We are entering in the last week of the college football transfer portal window. So players that want to get in have to get in before April 30th. After that, they stuck. If there's a player from an SEC school, they cannot transfer to Ole Miss and play immediately. Don't even think about it. Don't think about waivers. Just understand they're not coming to an SEC school. Um, pay attention to Big Ten type players, group of five type players. Those are the ones that you need to look at for football transfers before football season. And basketball-wise, honestly, how is Chris Beard going to build on this core? He's got a pretty nice core of players that he is developing. And how is he going to build on it? Because that's, that is really what this year is going to be about. That is really the way you're going to be able to honestly take advantage of the portal. It's the second five players. So I'm interested to see, honestly, what's the first name that pops that's not Jamarian Sharp if he does. And it's not Brandon Murray. Who's next? And is he a graduate transfer similar to, I think, Tyler Perry? Or is he somebody with three years of eligibility like Austin Nunez? Those type questions I am extremely interesting, interested in. So it should be pretty cool. Anyway, sorry for the shortest show today. Um, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We're going to try and find some interviews. Um, we're going to try and find some angles to go after. With the way the baseball season is going at the moment, I, none of us are happy, but we are preparing as if the offseason is upon us. So we'll see what's going on, and like as this week goes, we'll start to transition into the offseason potentially. Kind of is what it is. Anyway, yeah, I use that phrase. Got a comment. Please don't use is what it is. But yeah, yeah, I almost made a full episode without saying it. And then I did it anyway. Anyway, I will see you guys tomorrow, you folks tomorrow. And I hope everybody has a good day and hotty toddy.